welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and I really appreciate you listening to today's episode. This is for the week of June 28th, and as expected, we are hearing more and more information about the opening or reopening of the Disneyland Resort. So we're going to touch on that a little bit in today's episode, and then we're going to continue on our series of taking a closer look at the different lands, and today is on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So we will talk through that a little bit and um, you know, just take a closer look. So first, let's talk about a couple of housekeeping items I want to remind you that in the description of this episode, you will find links to all the different ways you can reach me or interact with me, um, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and then my website, all under Disneyland Devoted. So please check that out. And then also I'll have my email address there. And I would love for folks to send me their experiences. I'd love to be able to share other people's magical moments from the Disneyland Resort. So please drop me an email, let me know something that happened, um, and then we can all get to experience that magic. So again, those links will be in the description. So let's talk a little bit about the news. So originally the plan was to have the Disneyland Resort open um, on July 17th. And that was going to be significant because that was the day that the Disneyland Resort opened originally back in 1955. Plus, it's, you know, Disney World is reopening and, you know, Shanghai Disney is opening. So it was time for Disneyland to spread its wings and open a little bit. But Disney just came out this week, and or last week rather, and said that they weren't going to be able to open on the 17th because the state of California isn't giving guidelines uh, for that phase of where theme parks fit in their phases of reopening the state. They are not going to be able to give information until after July 4th. And therefore, the Disney Corporation doesn't really have enough time to make a plan based on that that those guidelines. It takes a lot of people to come in and make Disneyland run the way that it does. And so they're just not prepared to say that they can open on the 17th of July. So they are postponing that again, which, you know, there's good and bad to that, right? It's, we still have some physical distancing we need to adhere to. We have spikes all over the place with the coronavirus. There's a lot of people who are upset about the potential of any of the theme parks opening, even upset about restaurants and things. So conservatively, I totally get that. And I know Disney's got to be disappointed. And I know there's a, sh- a fair share of people from California that are disappointed and another fair share that are more than happy that it's not opening. So a further delay, but if you really want to see how things are going to unroll, that's not the right word. If you want to see how things are going to roll out, definitely keep an eye on Disney World because that is going to open in the first part of July. And that is huge park. It has multiple theme parks, four of them. They're going to open two 
the, the first day, which I think is the 15th, and then two after that. And so they're really going to be a good role model on how this goes. So I keep a close eye on their updates and how this is going. Um, Downtown Disney is still scheduled to open July 9th. I am waiting for the shoe to drop on that one just because I did read that the state of California is issuing some closures in LA County, which I know that um, I believe Disneyland is not in LA County, but if that's a concern, it's close enough, and how will they feel about downtown Disney opening, which has a lot of potential people coming there. So there is a chance in my mind that that might get delayed as well. So as always, I'll bring you the latest and greatest. And as soon as I hit publish on this episode, something will come out. Um, but, you know, we just keep watching and things change every day. So with that, we are going to move to taking a closer look at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And today I brought a special guest, B. Say hi. Hi. And B got to go to Galaxy's Edge with me and her dad, and we got to experience it for the first time together. So that was a lot of fun because none of us really knew what to expect. So high level, B, what was your opinion? Did you really like it? Was it cool? Was it fun? Give us a couple of words, high level, to describe that. So I liked it. I felt like I, felt like I was in Star Wars. Awesome sauce. Okay. So let's kind of dive in. First of all, let's always, as always, let's place it in the map where it is. So if you start at the hub, and again, the hub is through the gates, up Main Street, and then you're going to come to, if you look at a map, it looks like a wagon wheel. That's the hub. In the center is the statue of Walt and Mickey Mouse. And Galaxy's Edge is going to be to your left. It's not immediately to your left. You have to go through a few lands to get there. So there's uh, a couple ways. There's three actually to get to Galaxy's Edge. The first one is you can go through Frontierland and then hang a right. And once you get to Big Thunder, you're going to hang a left and that'll take you right into Galaxy's Edge. You could do that through Fantasyland if you went straight at the hub, went through Fantasyland, then hang a left. You're going to come around the back side of Big Thunder and in which case you're going to turn out, take a right into Galaxy's Edge. Um, or you could go through Adventureland and hang your right. Or if you're way over by Critter Country, which is Splash Mountain, or if you're by the Haunted Mansion or one of those, the entrance to Galaxy's Edge on that side is right past the Hungry Bear Restaurant. So it's really, you can come to, you can get to it through a lot of different ways. So when you come in, we're going to just kind of walk you through if you came in by Big Thunder. So what's interesting about the entrance into Galaxy's Edge is you you leave Frontierland, which is where Big Thunder is, and it's very scenic. It has like mature landscaping and that Old West look and that like terracotta color of Big Thunder. And it's very vibrant with trees and the water and the big white steamboat. So you got a lot of color palette, if you will. But once you enter into Galaxy's Edge, the color palette goes like gray white, right? It's like yeah. very yeah. muted because it's like you're in this Disneyland. I mean, well, you are in Disneyland, but you're in this Star Wars world, uh, the planet of Batuu, and so it's just very muted that way. However, 
the theming, the buildings. Describe in a few words, what does it look like, all those buildings? Does it look new and fresh, or does it look old and creepy, or what would you say? Well, as soon as you enter it, you can tell, well, you can see that it was just built, because you know that, but it they really did a good job on making it look like it was a very long time ago. I couldn't agree with you more. They do a really good job with the theming. And it's kind of spread out, right? What I like is there's multiple levels. Like you can walk upstairs and, and experience something over here. You can walk over there. And there's a lot of props. Like there's uh, spaceships yeah. and droids and like as if like you wandered into this village and you could get your spaceship worked on. You could get something to eat. You can get some clothes. Like, it really felt like a, a, an all-encompassing environment. And what walks around and keeps a close eye on you? There are stormtroopers. Yes, they walk around. And we prepared ourselves in case they interacted with us, but we pretty much ran away from them. Yeah, we, we did. <laughs> we, we say we prepared ourselves, but we didn't. We did not prepare ourselves. We ran away. 100%. Okay, so when you first walk in, the first building that you'll come to that has like an actual purpose is the uh, droid depot. We'll come back to that because B got to make a droid. And you're going to go through, there's like a, um, a place where you can build lightsabers. Of course, you can buy already built lightsabers, but a whole there's a whole event that you can participate in where you get to custom make your own lightsaber. And that is, um, you know, a lot of people really enjoyed that you learn about the ways of the Jedi and it's like a whole like a very immersive interactive experience if that's your thing you definitely want to sign up for that and you can make reservations for that so that's really good and then you're going to come to the um Ronto Roasters which is in the marketplace we did not eat at Galaxy's Edge and let me just talk about that for a moment one of the reasons why we didn't is I had watched so many reviews of Galaxy's Edge before we went there. I did my research to find out what would we like to do, and I have to be honest, no offense, B, but she's not going to be super adventurous, and the food here is almost as um, wild as the concept and so I just didn't think that she would enjoy it like they have blue milk and green milk and many adults didn't like it so I didn't think that she'd want to experiment with that plus some of the other food offerings were just a little bit off the beaten path like it's not chicken nuggets in there okay it's not that kind of food I really want to try to experiment with some of these things. We really just kind of wanted to get a feel for the land itself, what it was, um, you know, how you navigated, what was offered there, take it in, take pictures, but we weren't ready to experiment with food. However, we will go back and do that because this Ronto Roasters that I mentioned, I hear that the Ronto wrap is delicious. There's ones in the afternoon, but I hear one of the best one is for breakfast. So I'm definitely going to check this out. But we did spend a fair amount of time in the marketplace. Do you remember where there was all those little shops and that little stuffed animal? Like there was like you walked through and it had almost an open air ceiling, but yes. there were multiple stalls. And that was yes. kind of cool in there. Yeah, huh? it really was. There was 
there's a couple things in there that are like super cute and I wanted, but mom said no, <laughs> but they're super cute. Uh, were they super cheap? No. Oh, okay. Just, just. But they're cute. Right. Just making sure. And they had lots of uh, wardrobe costumes, whatever you want to say, robes. If you wanted to be like Kylo Ren, or you wanted to be like Rey, or you wanted to be like Darth Vader, they had all or stormtroopers. They had all those, and not just costumes like at your corner, you know, party store. These were like high quality, but they came with a price in some cases. They had cute figurines. Um, at the time we went, Baby Yoda was not out. We want a Baby Yoda. There was a Baby Yoda, but it was, like, not the Baby Yoda that was coming out. It was, like, a tiny stuffed animal. Do we love Baby Yoda from Mandalorian? Yes, he is very cute. Yeah, we totally want him. So I'm sure by now... Or when Disneyland comes back up, you can get Baby Yodas everywhere at Disneyland. I'm going to guess. Okay, and so we went through the marketplace. Now, she, um, she's not a simulation rider like myself. We don't like simulations. So we did not experiment and try the two attractions that were there. The first one, which is Smuggler's Run, that is 100% simulation. And I just knew that we would not enjoy that. It was a long wait time because obviously this was a big unveiling. There was, uh, you know, it was very popular, but it isn't something that we would enjoy. So we didn't ride that. Rise of the Resistance was just about to open, but wasn't open yet by the time we went there. And, you know, it came out. And then of course the pandemic happened and Disneyland, you know, temporarily closed. So, um, you know, we just didn't get a chance to ride Rise of the Resistance, but I have watched a lot of reviews and understand that while there are parts that can be like a simulation ride, it's really quick and people really enjoy it. And it's an epic adventure, so we'll definitely ride Rise of the Resistance. So we walked around and took a lot of pictures. We looked at the marketplaces because there's an actual marketplace that has a lot of stalls for shopping. But then there were also like sporadic places where you can buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so we definitely looked in almost every single shop. There was typical merchandise like coffee cups and toys and light plastic lightsabers for kids to play with. And, you know, just lots of fun stuff. Then there was like some more expensive hefty items. But the main event for us that day was what? What was the big thing that you did there? Me and my dad got to build uh, droids. Okay, so can you walk us through that experience a little bit? Okay. So... Um, mom said that we had a surprise, and then she told us, I think, whenever we were going there, and we were super excited, so, um, I think she, I think it was a surprise to me. Anyway, so we, so you go into, like, this, it, it definitely looks like it's from Star Wars, so you go, it's like a, you can't tell it's a building, but you go into it, and then um, there's, like, these little areas in, like, a square that you can build it. And then if you keep walking, there's a conveyor belt of the parts. So I think first you go to the, um, the person who, like, checks you in, and um, you... She asks you if you want to build an R2-D2 or a BB-8, and then you say whatever you want to build, 
and then um, it's the parts are on the conveyor belt and you get to choose their colors. There was like white and purple and clear and black and I think there's like gray and then you chose your parts and uh, me and my dad, we chose R2-D2 but you can also choose BB-8. So we go, um, there were, all the little areas were full but someone left or two people left so we got to go there and so we built it. Can I jump in really quick? Yeah. You got a tray to carry your parts, oh, yeah. right? And one thing that you did and, and your dad did too is you, you because they're all different colors, so you get to decide, do I want it all to be blue and white like R2-D2? Do I want it to be blue, red, and black? And so you, you guys put parts back and took parts off the conveyor belt just to kind of make that perfect droid and I remember for you you were ready to go and then you saw like something else come by on the conveyor belt and it was like you made a, a change and then you were like this is the one so yeah. you had your tray of all your parts and then you turned around and we went to where you were saying your little station so the little station um it has like the it has the table that shows you where to put everything and then it has a screwdriver that comes from the ceiling and that's how you like screw on the arms and so we once you're done building it, you uh, there's someone there's people in the squares that go to check it, and um, dad, my dad was done first, and he put the arms on wrong, so he had to fix it, and then I was done, and I put the arms on wrong, so we both had to fix it, and then what they do is like they put the remote, and then the android or android the <laughs> the droid the droid in like this little activating box and they push like the button and it activates it and then you can like on this on the little pad you can like drive it around and test it and it's really cool so they give you like a box um i wanted to play with it but we had to wait until we got back to our hotel um so we played with it at the hotel it was really cool it it doesn't work the best on carpet. I mean, it still will go. It just doesn't work very well. I'd say we're doing it on tile. But, yeah, it's it's really fun. Like, it's super detailed. Like, you can see the wires on the back of R2-D2. There's, like, at the beginning of R2-D2 or the front of R2-D2, there's, like, these panels. And you can open them and you can... If you got clear, you could see all the parts. It was, it was, it's super cool. And that for me was one of the best parts was to watch them light up, like to see them get to like build something of their own, right? Like you could buy droids all put together, but that wasn't the same. Like mm -hmm. I wanted them to have the experience of going and picking up their parts and making their droid and activating it and carrying it out in a box. And it was their little prized possession and that made me the happiest it was it's like so detailed like the head moves and the arm like you have to move it into a position like it either stands up or goes back um it like i said it head move it's head moves it talks um it i i think that's yeah, that's it, but it's super cool. It really was really awesome to watch them do that. I didn't want to make one just because I wanted to watch them do that, um, but it was so worth it, and everyone who was making a droid was so excited and so happy like they were. So just as a little tip for anybody that wants to do this, they're actually pretty good size, so we 
I made the reservation. You definitely want to make reservations so that you can go in and make your droid at a certain time. But I made it right before lunch because I figured we would make their droids, then we'd go get something to eat, and then we'd go back to the hotel and drop off the droids because you don't want to have to carry them around. Now, I believe they probably would store them for you. I have no idea. But that was just something that I found worked for us is to do it right before we were going to take a break. So the other thing I would say about Galaxy's Edge is at this time there's only the two attractions, right? So there's not a lot to air quotes do in the way of attractions, but you can build a lightsaber, you can build a droid. I highly recommend you do one or both of those if that's your thing. I, I don't think you'll regret that. Um, but really what I find Galaxy's Edge to be at this point is more about the visual, right? It's more about immersing yourself into the whole Star Wars feeling, right? It's the theming, the buildings, the, as B described, the look that it's old, but it's really new. It's being in the marketplace. It's having the stormtroopers around patrolling. Um, there is a cantina there, which we didn't experience this the time that we went because we didn't have a lot of time to spend in there. And uh, my dogs had to make an appearance. I'm so sorry. Anyways, we didn't have a lot of time to spend, and it was pretty crowded still because it was, it was brand new. And you have to make a reservation to get into the cantina, or you're going to wait a really long time. So we didn't know that the pandemic was going to hit, obviously, right? So our first time through Galaxy's Edge was really more making that droid and taking it all in, getting a feel for it. The next time I will make a reservation at the cantina because I want to experience that. Plus, I want to eat at Ronto Roasters. I want to check out the things that people are talking about. We might even buy a blue or green milk just to say that we did it. So we will do this like in phases and really kind of experience it that way. Um, I just kind of prefer to really do my research and see what's going on and then go back and kind of experience it. I think if we tried to do everything in the short time that we were there, it would have been like sensory overload. And as it is right now, making a droid was really their their high point and so now we can go back and focus on some of those other things and make new memories so all right well that was our closer look at galaxy's edge i want to thank my special guest b for coming in and sharing her experience i hope you enjoyed it she loved being part of the podcast so you will definitely be hearing her more in fact be watching for a special bonus episode coming out this Wednesday called Kids Corner. That's what I'm going to call this mini series of episodes with B, where she is going to tell us her uh, thoughts, feelings, what she likes and dislikes and by category uh, based on a kid's perspective. She is almost 11 years old and she's been going to Disneyland since she was two. So she has, you know, experiences, but she has a different perspective. So be looking out for that and um, you can hear it through her eyes. So, um, I just, again, I'm going to remind you, please check out the description for the links to all the different ways to interact with me. I'd love to hear from you. 
Um, again, I really appreciate you and taking the time to listen to this episode and my podcast as a whole. It means a, it means a lot to me. And this is my favorite subject and I could talk about it all the time. So to be able to share with you just uh, warms my heart. And again, I would love to hear your experiences as well. So don't be afraid to drop me an email. Um, The link is down below. It's michelle at DisneylandDevoted.com. Send me an email, tell me your story, and then I just might be able to share it on a future episode. So I hope you're all having a terrific day. You have a safe and healthy week. And until next time, bye.